1: Saints Happy Hour needs your support. The Saints are going to have a great 2021 season, but Saints Happy Hour needs more support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com.
2: This is Sean Payton, head
3: coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Task? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right, Andrew doesn't know football, everyone has a hard time listening
2: to Dave, and is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All
1: right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's Wednesday, so that means we are on the Spotify Green Room if you're listening to us live, thank you. If you're not and you listen to this uh, podcast later on the Patreon RSS feed, download the Spotify Green Room app. Join us Wednesday. We're interacting. We're having fun. We're talking Saints. We're talking all kinds of stuff. Andrew, let me just tell the people. Uh, I completely forgot about the Spotify Green Room and didn't remember it until you reminded me 25 minutes ago because you know what I was doing? my kid tried to kick a duck and his croc went into the lake and I had to fish that thing out. So I went and I got my pole that we use to dust the windows and get of spider webs. I went home and I got it and I stretched it out to like, well, hold on, hold on. stop
0: right there. Stop right there. How far is home from the pond? How much transit are we talking here? Like five minutes. You take Max all the way home with you, and then and then are you are you retrieving it on your own, or do you bring no, Max back to the pond?
1: I, yeah, I had to because my 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 wife she's in Vegas working a wedding, so I had okay, to. Okay, so you did you
0: me. did not leave him in the near the pond while you went to no. the church. Okay, that's good. No, no, not no. no, okay. like,
4: mm,
0: no. So you forced him to travel with you back home, and I'm assuming that he's doing it with one crock and the other foot is barefoot.
1: Yeah, but we drove to the park, so it was ah okay, okay. So it was quick. Okay. So okay. Um, the the good I, thing I was that try, we, I
0: was trying to just visualize this whole it's no, actually the, like the, it's, it's actually pretty funny in my head.
1: We, it's pretty funny. We caught a break though because they had a, they had like five ducks, and the five ducks went by the croc. It was in the middle of the lake, and there was no hope of getting it. because it, it would we had, would have had to wait like 30, 45 minutes for it to drift. The ducks went by it and caused the current. And caused it to, to start coming towards the other side. So that way, I got the pole and got it, and we're home. But then I look at my phone. And, like, oh, and, and, and yeah,
0: you're, you so you're teaching your son
1: to uh, cruelty to animals, kicking ducks. No, yeah. no, he he he, uh, he did not because he tried to kick the duck. He does not get the gift. My wife, when she goes on these trips, she goes to the dollar store and she buys him like a little dollar gift for every day. He does not get the dollar gift tonight. He has to wait. That's his punishment. <laughs> Discipline! Yeah.
0: yeah, he'll think he'll um, think again before he tries to kick a duck.
1: He'll think again before kick a duck and kick his beloved crocs into the lake. Um, but Andrew, part, my personal life aside, the the Saints made a crap ton of news. And what is with the Saints? What are you doing having Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis talk to the media at five o'clock? What is this? I I couldn't. I couldn't. No, because I was driving home from work. I couldn't record it and Mm. edit it as they were listening for it. So now I got to do that later tonight for the podcast tomorrow and the big show. So I'm like, Saints, dude, can't you do that at like two in the afternoon? Help a a guy out.
0: Let me just say, Sean Payton was
1: pissed. (laughs) You know, we talked about in the podcast and I asked the question and y'all sort of, crapped all over me. I was like, is Sean Payton going to be like nuclear pissed in his normal that's a good question, but grit his teeth and all. He, or is he, and, and Dave was like, no, no, he's just going to blow right by it, say it is what it is, and get, move on. No, 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 no. Yeah, he addressed he, it. I was surprised. He, had, he addressed it, and he was hot. You yeah. know, Loomis Loomis was kind of like, yeah, it is what it is, And but Sean Payton was not having any of it you know he said look it appears we're gonna have to spend some time without him it's disappointing we will we'll work through it with the other players we have but the surgery took place and obviously we would have liked it to happen earlier than later and quite honestly it should have i mean but mm. the way
0: you just said it there the way you just said it there that's like five percent of <laughs> the anger
1: that's right <laughs>
0: That just John Payton was spitting eye. out of his
1: mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Yeah, you
0: know, you're so, right. Like, Loomis was way more tempered and just, like, even keel, just saying, like, yeah. yeah, you know, like, you know, if we had had the hindsight, like, yeah, we would have done the surgery sooner. But, you know, it was one of those situations where we were hoping it would heal on its own, and it didn't. So here we are. Um, yeah, obviously, Payton p- paints a different picture than that.
1: I mean, he didn't go to the second evaluation. Like,
0: you know? Well, you know, so I was triplet that asked him, so can you explain more? Was there a communication issue? And Peyton basically said, no, no, none of that. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And so he didn't really want to address that question, but you could tell he was real frustrated. And so it's interesting. I, I was in the Discord and I noticed that um, a, a couple of people were kind of citing that, like, hey, maybe he was defending Michael Thomas. Like, no, like the communication was fine. In other words, communication was good, and someone screwed up. Like, I was wondering if, like, maybe they were hinting at this was a doctor issue. I didn't take it that way. I took it as a no. Michael Th- Thomas issue. I um, took
1: it, at, but I could I be wrong. It- I took it 100% as a Michael Thomas issue. I everything, took it as, I've,
0: everything I've heard just separate from that soundbite is that there is immense frustration with Michael Thomas in the building.
1: I took it as, dude, Michael Thomas just didn't want to get the surgery, and, and he just didn't listen, and and, and, yeah. and, and and he didn't go to the second evaluation because he didn't want to have the surgery, and by not going to the second evaluation – he doesn't have to have the surgery because if he goes to the second evaluation and the doctor says it, then maybe the saints put even more pressure on him. But he's like, I didn't go. I thought it could heal. And he, he, I he, he, here,
0: here's you know? here's my thing, Ralph. And look, I'm just some asshole. Right. So my opinion. Is, no, no, is, is no. no. You that. got
1: so- you got sources. I'm some <laughs> asshole that's on TV. but you Right. Got right. Legitimate
0: sources. Well, no, I mean, I, this is but but this is just my opinion. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
2: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Uh, What I'm about to say.
0: But but I just feel like, first of all, you know, Michael Thomas, I think, just totally mishandled the situation. And I think it's because he's probably thinking in his head... Of course, it's gonna heal on its own. I don't need surgery. I'm fucking Michael Thomas. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna work out. I don't need surgery. It's if the doctor says there's a good chance it'll heal on its own, then of course it's gonna heal on its own because I'm Michael Thomas. You know, like I I think that you know he's young. He's been successful. Yeah. Like he he's gotten really far, being confident in his abilities and all that. So like I just think that's how that's why it happened. That's how it played out. And so yeah, he got a little. Loose with it and stupid, and we are where we are. But I gotta say, ever since Ralph, the Saints committed basically a hundred million dollars to Michael Thomas. Ever since they've paid him, yeah, it's it's gotten worse and worse. Worse. And every worse. minute that he signed that contract, and he, he the, especially in the last year year, I'm gonna say, his behavior has been close to reprehensible. And, and and when you consider the investment, like where is the lack of trust? Why like, where where is this coming from? Because like the Saints stepped up. They paid him all that money. Like granted like it was because of the stuff that he did on the field, but like the behavioral issues, the 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 dust up with his teammates punching CD Deuce in the face and just being an idiot and like all this social media behavior. And all this like thinly veiled comments about the coaching staff and how he's unhappy and how, you know, he's been mistreated. And like, dude, you got injured. It's football. It happens. Like, it's a bummer, but get your, get your shit right and get back on the field. Cause like, this is your employer and they just committed a hundred million dollars to you. And that's what professionals do. They, they get their shit right and they get back on the field and they perform and like, I'm just feeling like a whole lot of just like, I don't know where this behavior came from, but this kind of behavior when you're on a rookie deal gets your ass cut. And like he's lucky that this stuff didn't boil to the surface before that contract because he'd be looking for a new job.
1: Yeah, Joshua says the CD deuce punch gets a pass cuz everybody wants to punch that dude. True. Fair enough, True. Joshua. But here's
4: here's my thing.
1: This is this is going to be a, a, a semi sizzling hot take. Michael Thomas's behavior is is way worse and way less understandable than Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was pissed at the Saints, but his Jimmy Graham's being pissed at Saints at least that was rooted in something that you could understand, where he was like, they tried to fuck me over with the tag, and they wanted to pay me less than I should have got. And I had to take them to arbitration or whatever the hell it was, and they testified against me, saying that I was a tight end, and they cost their, they cost me money, and I hate them. And that's what sort of led, led to his trade. But at least that – Right? You could say it was he's a tight end and he shouldn't have been mad, but like I can see why see, he See the
0: Jimmy the Jimmy thing, like I don't really blame either side. Like that was just tough circumstance. It yeah. was like an unprecedented thing where a tight end was lining up as a receiver a lot of the time in the slot, and mm-hmm. like it, he was kinda like you you know, I don't blame his agent for trying to make the argument he's a receiver. I don't blame Jimmy Grant for trying to milk every dollar he could out of that situation. And I don't blame the Saints for saying, look at the freaking depth chart. It says tight end next to your name. You went to the Pro Bowl as a tight end. Like I, They're trying to save money. So, like, that's the business side of it. And, it like, sometimes that turns ugly. I don't really blame either side for that. Like, it's just the, kind of no, a bad situation. Bad but,
1: but you can understand Jimmy Graham's discontent. Michael oh. Thomas, Michael Thomas, the Saints paid him. They fed him the ball at a record Great right in 2019, they had the, the whole passing offense was geared around him. They've done everything for him and he's still crazy and not doing like, what, what, he's what
0: is to. Michael Thomas's reason for like and, and the reason I'm so pissed now is he, he's just like he got all this money and he's not behaving like a professional like to me that is infuriating because like. I don't know, man, and, and maybe call me old school or whatever. Like, he certainly deserves that money based on what he did on the field. But when I get a contract like that, and I will never see a contract like that because I'm not as talented as Michael Thomas at anything, and I'm never going to see that kind of money in my lifetime. But, but but the point here is when, if I get a contract like that, then I, I feel – hell, Ralph, like <laughs> – You give me peanuts and I I, I feel a responsibility to our patrons and, and I come on this podcast every time and I deliver because like, that's my commitment. And if I don't show up that look, that reflects badly on me. That's, that's unprofessional. And like, and and we're just talking about like a thing we do on the side for fun where we don't even really make any money. No. So like, I, I, I just have no respect for a guy that doesn't show up to get his ankle right. And then has to miss now six weeks in the season because of just like lack of mental commitment to the process. And it's like, dude, you're better than that. And the Saints, their fans, uh, we all deserve better than what Michael Thomas is getting
1: us. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, like the thing is, you look at like Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan, each time he has – well, the one time that he hit free agency, he hit free agency – Cam Jordan did a year too early, and the Saints signed him to a ridiculous below-market deal. He didn't fucking complain. Now, granted, the Saints gave him another extension. They've given him more money, and he's been happy the whole time. But, I mean, that's the way a freaking star should comport themselves is the way Cam Jordan does. And if you want to be a leader and you want to make all the money and you want to be a star, We expect freaking certain things of you. And the thing is, for him, is this is directly affecting the 2021 Saints win-loss total. And I would be more sympathetic to him if, say, he had had the surgery earlier, and they're like, well, he had the surgery, he's had a little setback. Then you'd be like, well, what do you want him to do? He had the freaking surgery in March. They said it would be four months. He's supposed to be ready. It didn't on. It ended on, on schedule. I'm worried about it. It kind of sucks. But you wouldn't have any beef with him, right? But now, I mean, like this is bad. And the thing is,
0: like, well, I, I this know is like this is like the cherry on top, though. That's the thing. Like, it's <laughs> not just this. You know, if it was just this in isolation, it would be like, how could this happen? But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be piling on the guy. But like at this point. You know, if you want to call – I'm seeing some people in the chat, um, you know, that are making comparisons to, like, Junior Gallette or, or Keenan Lewis or, you know, name any guy that just gets rich, fat, and happy and then just, like, stops behaving like a professional. And Charles Grant, to some degree, yeah, you know, there was a little bit of that with him. Although, like, he at least showed up. He just got fat and lazy. But, I was – I was to say,
1: I was 100% I, right back in the day. I banged my – Fist and my feet, and I said, "Do not pay Charles fucking Grant. Let him leave."
0: Like and- what? What's another saint that got paid a bunch and then just went from oh. good to terrible? Can you think of anyone else?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think. Not there's not too many in the Sean Payton era. I'm trying there's to think. Not. Maybe, there's maybe not. in the I'm trying to think in the Hazlitt era. Yeah.
0: Um, But I mean, anyway, like Michael Thomas, like that's where he's at right now. Like, you know, now maybe he comes back from his ankle and I still think he can be great on the field, of course. But like right now, as we sit here today, all we've gotten from Michael Thomas, and he had the one good year after his contract. But starting last year, the ankle injury, the suspension, because he punches a teammate. You know, it continues to linger. Yeah. And look, he tried to fight through it. Look, to his credit, like, they ended up putting him on IR for three weeks and he comes back for the playoffs. He tried. Like, he tried to play on it. It just didn't really take. Now, like, the mismanagement. But it's also, dude, it's the social media stuff. It's the running his mouth. It's, like, him in isolation, like, not getting along with teammates and just, like, I I feel like he's out on this island now. And, like, everyone's just, like, I don't know what's up with that dude. Like yeah, I, we got- like I, I feel like everyone's feeling like that, and I just like I can't believe that like, he felt like a sure thing to me when the Saints made that investment. And, yep, and and I right now I am dead wrong. I am yeah. dead wrong, and like I hope that he can one eighty it again and turn it around. But like right now, as we sit here today, that's the situation with Michael Thomas, and it ain't good. It-
1: Matt, what? Give us your thoughts.
4: <sighs> you know. At first, I thought, like, I had a feeling he didn't get the surgery. I thought, you know, the second opinion said, hey, listen, you should be fine without the surgery as long as you do this rehab properly. But, you know, once I read more saying, you know, he didn't get the surgery and, and he was supposed to get it, it does make me feel like there's this lack of responsibility with Michael Thomas now. Yep. There's just this lack of, you know... I really can't think of no work for responsibility because that's just what it is. I mean, if your your health should be important, especially, you know, with something, you know, like an injury that caused you to miss a lot of the season and made you not play at 100%. And with, you know, now with everything going on, you know, Drew's not on the team anymore. It's less certain about how you're going to do. This is a, a real blow that shouldn't have happened.
1: No, it's right 100%. You are 100% right, I'm Matt. Thanks for the comment, but when we talk to other topics, you can you can uh you can hop back in. Andrew, and that's the thing today that I found so interesting. And this to me, this press conference, it really shows the job security of Sean Payton. He was so interesting and honest today. Um I'm going to start but let's continue before we get to the COVID stuff cuz COVID it's it, it's kind of just it is in boring. I want to get to the other stuff. He talked about, he talked about cornerback today like it was April. Like he was like, it's a must. We gotta get I'm like, dude, it's July 28th.
0: Yeah, he he was having none of like, yeah, we just got Brian Poole, he's a good player, like really solid nickel guy. Like he was having none of that. None of it.
1: He was talking like it was April, though. I'm like, dude, what do you mean it's a must? Dude, that's not draft season, man. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade for Zayvon Howard? Like,
0: uh, you know. It, 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 you sure, it sure felt like it, didn't it? Like, <laughs> it, the, the, the it, Zayvon it, Howard acquiring possibility, and you saw that there were two t- playoff teams that inquired with the Dolphins about his availability, and I, I got to assume oh, the, Saints are, the Saints are one of those two teams,
1: right? 100%. Here's the, here's the thing with Zayvon Howard, though. Is to get him unless they give them a very 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 good player, you're giving them the 2022 first, and that scares the crap out of me yeah, with the sure. way that with the way this roster is because that there is a 25 percent chance that's a top 10 pick. Like, there, and there's like a 10% chance it's like top four. Like, the wheels might come up. So, that is a dangerous situation. I will say this about Zaven Howard. I proposed this trade, and you said, you, you texted me before I put it out on Twitter and Discord. You, you texted me. I don't hate it. And here was my trade I said, the Saints trade Lattimore to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins give back Zaven Howard in a second. The Dolphins would do it because they get younger at corner. And they pay Lattimore and they have two happy corners. The Saints do it because they would extend Howard, but they wouldn't have to give him 50 million guaranteed, right? You would only have to give him probably 25 to 30 million more in guarantees to make him happy. So you get a little older at corner, but you save money, you get a pick, and it allows you to extend Armstead and Williams. I mean, so in 2022, you can have more of the core together. So it makes sense. The only thing for me, Andrew, in that, in that trade scenario, it doesn't really make sense for the Dolphins because how can they pay two corners damn near $20 million a year? I just, I don't, I don't see it.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's their problem to figure out, honestly, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, I mean, normally I hate your trade ideas, Like they're all just awful and unacceptable. And, and, and so you know, th- this is one where I won't say I loved it, but you know, my point that my, my way, when I tell you, I don't want to hate it. It's like, you know, Ralph, this that that's like the short winded version of, you know, Ralph, you just presented me an idea. That's not horrendous Ridiculous. that I'm going to shoot <laughs> down immediately. Like I might actually have to take a second to think about this. No, but, uh, um, no, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I saw someone else throw out Marcus Davenport as being a possible player. Um, I, I could, I could see
1: that as a possible. The, the Dolphins need a pass rush. They need pass rushers. Mm. I mean, Davenport and a third for Howard eh, wouldn't be. You,
0: you think they would take that? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, it would, de- it would depend. It depends. I, depend- I
0: can't imagine anything less than Davenport in a second working for Howard. I mean, it would de- I mean, Davenport I mean, sucked it- balls last year. He was so bad.
1: Yeah, I guess it would depend on. The- I guess it would depend on what Miami thought of him when he was coming out. You know, like if if the guy who's the personnel director for Miami is like. I love Marcus Davenport. If he gets healthy, he's a he's a he's a he's a double-digit sack guy, and we have two years of him at a cheap price. You know, would you do it though, Davenport in a second for Howard? Yes. Ooh. I mean you'd have you'd have a fucking sick secondary. You would you'd be putting a lot of, you'd be putting a lot of chips on Peyton Turner, but I guess Peyton Peyton Turner's no more. No more uncertain than Davenport.
0: Yeah, at this point, yeah, I, I would say that. Um, I don't know. I I, I just yeah, the, the thing that kind of gives me pause is like, if they give up Lattimore, right? Like they yeah. still need they still need an outside corner. Like it doesn't really That's... fix it. It doesn't really fix anything. And Sean Payton wants an outside corner, and yeah, like. Yeah swapping Lattimore for Howard just it creates the same problem so uh, I don't really see that happening and I also just like with the Davenport thing like I don't really think this team's in a position to weaken themselves like I don't like giving up a player because I already don't like the depth on this team so like <laughs> shipping shipping out a player to gain a player to me is like yeah maybe corner is a bigger need in defensive end and you got guys like Passanio and make Carl Granderson yeah. who can maybe step up and
1: I, I give you pass. give you
0: some snaps but I, I I'm I'm just like look we we kind of need
1: Davenport yo. Pa- I, I don't get the fascination with him at all like that dude he's just he's, he's just kind of pro- he's kind of proven he's terrible <laughs> yeah like he's not like he's not anything um I, the thing the thing is the thing is, to me, if you were going to go and get Zayvon Howard, like getting Zaven Howard, if the Saints had done it in, let's say, 2018 or 2019 or even last year, right? Maybe not last year because you had Janoris Jenkins, but if they had done it in, say, 2019 when – When they got Janoris Jenkins off waivers, but let's say they did the Zayvon Howard deal at the deadline and they gave up a first one, then you'd be like, "Hell yeah, we're in Yolo, we're in Yolo mode, we're trying to get that ring." Uh, Now, I just the ceiling for the Saints to me right now is like ten and seven, and you win a wild card game, and that's the to me that's the best case scenario. I don't, and you know me, I was president of Yolo for the last three years. But, like, they're just not in that same place, and I don't want to be giving up first-round picks because there's a chance you're the Texans, man, and you're like, we gave up this pick, and it's the second pick overall, the third pick, and we got a corner who's 28, 29, and, yeah, he's really good, but goddamn, we needed that high pick to get a quarterback or whatever, and I just, no, 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 different time, you can't do Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I, I'm just catching up on the chat, and uh, Joshua, who's always a great Joshua Ford, who's always a great contributor on this Wednesday night show. He uh, he uh, mentioned Albert Haynesworth, well, not a saint, but um, a perfect example of a guy that gets paid a ton and yeah. gets you know
1: fat goes nasty. goes off the rails. Although Hainsworth had had some issues in Tennessee. So it was kind of like, eh, maybe. But then again, Michael Thomas had a little bit of red flags. He had some social media stuff. And I, I, I mean, the thing is with the Saints, though, they redid Michael Thomas's deal. They're, like, committed to him. That's why I thought all offseason, I was hoping and I was looking. You know, remember, Andrew, when I said if they don't do – if they don't redo Michael Thomas to create cap space, to me, that's a – not a red flag – but it's a keep your eyes open. That means the Saints really are not happy with him, and they don't want to lock themselves in. They want to be able to eject sooner rather than later. But they redid it to cap space, and um, you know now they're they're committed to him. He, he's a he's a he's a he's a a galette grenade as far as their cap. If they if they get rid of if they even get yeah. rid of him next year. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the uh, bottom line with Michael Thomas is he's in the doghouse. Yep. Big time. And he's going to have to be a model citizen from here on out. Like his rehab post surgery is going to have to be exemplary. He's going to need to come back with his tail between his legs. And, you know, the minute he's healthy and he's green lighted, he needs to come on the field and he needs to perform like a professional. Like, uh, and, and to his credit, I, I will give him this he's been a little quiet on social media this summer, but like that shit's got to stop, you know, because yeah. I, I'm, I think the saints are tired of it. The coaching staff is tired of it. I'm tired of it. And it's like, dude, at this point, all I want from the guy, like guys get hurt. It happens. Like that's part of football. So I'm not going to blame him for that. But the, the, the minimum that you can ask of this guy is to not act like a baby. <laughs>
1: No, it's true. Matt says there was a Twitter trade Cam Jordan 2022 first and a 2022 and a 2023 first for Howard. That's awful. They had a check mark that was a Miami, either a blogger or whatever. And he was like, Saints 2022 first, 2023 first. uh, Who says no? And I'm like, who says no? Any Saints fan that hasn't been lobotomized says no. You're not giving up multiple first round picks. For a corner that's twenty eight, that's not happening. Jalen Ramsey, the Rams gave up two firsts for him, but he was less than twenty five years old. So, I think that I think the market for for Howard is probably a first and something else. Or, well, really-
0: I mean, the, the thing we also have to remember with Howard is he straight up said, "Trade me. I want. I do not. Right. Play. I do not want to play for the Miami Dolphins. I want out of here." So, like all value that you have, like like you lose a huge bargaining chip when a player raises his hand and like it's, it, it, it's it's not even like Ian Rappaport put it out there you know it's not even like that it back, yeah, it back a, it's not even back channels via his agent this is literally him going on instagram and saying i want the miami dolphins to trade me and i'm only here at camp so i don't get fined yeah like he a, he said those words and like that's nuclear and there is no way you can You can have that guy on your roster after he puts that out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, The other thing that Sean Payton was really interesting about is – and I was slightly surprised at this. You know, the Saints are at 90% vaccinated. And, um, you know, I figured, like, that's like a victory lap because, look, the country's not even – Close to that, right? So ninety percent is great, even by NFL standards, where a bunch of teams are eighty-five plus. But when he asked if he was asked if he was happy about the ninety percent vaccination rate, he said, "I don't know if happy is the word." Like Sean Payton is not here for your unvaccinated bullshit. He is—he's just not. And like, well, he had
0: COVID. Remember, he was one of like the he—he got COVID back when it was like
1: barely a thing in the United States.
0: Like he was one of the. Besides Tom Hanks, I think he was like the first celebrity
1: I can think of. No, he, he he stopped Sports Center at like you know the the Sports Center they have all their they have all their talking head shows in the afternoon, right? They have Around the Horn and uh, PCI and um, highly questionable. All of those. Sean Payton like stopped it cold, and ESPN was like, "We're doing breaking news." Saints coach Sean Payton's guy. COVID. Like, that's how big a deal it was. Um, And I just think Sean Payton, remember, he got COVID. He's married to a nurse. So he just probably isn't here for you, for your, I need more information. I don't trust it. No, like, whatever you're going to, whatever reason you're going to give, he's just not here for it.
0: I mean, I think, you know, Sean Payton has said enough about how anti gun he is and you know, he, he, he's had enough comments over the years where it's pretty clear that he's he's a liberal, you know, hardcore liberal. Yeah. And then like, which is fine. like no judgment either way, you know, but but um, but like I, on social issues, he's always cited, you know, he, he's been very Democrat, like in in the way he leans. And so, you know, I, I would and especially like you said, now that he's gotten covid and, you know, that he's kind of behind on the science of. Vaccines and all that stuff. Like, it doesn't surprise me at all that he's like pissed off about being at ninety percent. By the way, the fact that the Saints are at ninety percent vaccination is incredible. Like, I I know he's not happy about it, but I just want to point out. Like, I think the the Washington football team was like they were barely at fifty oh percent or
5: god. less. Oh
4: my! Oh and, my god! And we're
0: talking about a coach in Ron Rivera who literally. And and, and by the way, I promise, uh Sam. We're gonna get to your comment. I did read it, and we are gonna we are gonna talk about that. But um, anyway, like the the Washington football team, they they're basically refusing to get vaccinated, and they have an immunocompromised coach who had cancer and is going, I think, still going through treatment. And he's basically making a plea in public, like, "Hey assholes, I'm risking my life for you. Get vaccinated." And and like they're responding, TJ Ward responds by going on social media. As opposed yeah, like, to addressing he, it man to man, he goes on social media and basically
1: says, like, my body, my choice. My body, my choice. Your lifestyle choices shouldn't affect me. It's like mm. Ron Rivera one day woke up and said, You know what, I'm gonna do I'm gonna get cancer. I'm yeah. gonna hang out, I'm gonna hang out with cancer. Like he was going to Cabo or some shit. It's just I was like T J Ward, he has the dumbest fucking uh the dumbest com COVID comments of, of the, the, all. Does
0: TJ Ward realize that like kids get leukemia at, like two years old, by the yeah, way?
1: Yeah. Like I was just like <laughs> yeah, so get, mean, get to Sam's comments. Sam's gonna go to it. He's coming to his first ever Saints game. He wants some tips. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. But but go go to Sam's other comment, which I want you to discuss, which is great. I gotta find that I'm gonna have to edit the clips tonight, but but get to that one.
0: Oh, just about Peyton being ready to pop some. Pop they yeah. in the press press questions, <laughs> yeah. I think he was ready to pop Michael Thomas. Who is he he's ready to pop? Um, or maybe Paulson Adebo. Like he didn't mention him by name, but we know he's in the uh, ten percent unvaccinated. He yeah. is. Well, look. I mean, the Saints. It's a ninety man roster, so they probably have eight or nine unvaccinated players. You know that. That's 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 yeah, what we're looking at. Right. And again, like I just want to say, like, that's incredible. That. I think as fans like we should feel really good about that because look we all know you can still get covid you know even if you're vaccinated and uh it, it can still and then if you're if you pop positive then um you can run in your locker room and that can be a problem but like Mickey Loomis came out and said the whole staff is vaccinated all the in the entire staff so like the saints are not dealing with the problems that some of these other teams have yep yep and, and, says
1: and, it's my it's 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 if it's 90 percent or just above 90 percent, it's either seven or eight players not yes. vaccinated.
0: And, and like, you know, it's I, I look at it like this, like regardless of how you feel, like put, putting the politics, the science and, and all that aside, like just evaluating this as football fans, as Saints fans under the prism of how is this season going to go? I think you've got to feel really good about this news because this exposure of forfeiting a game or having an entire position group wiped out where you got to put, I, mean, I remember we went through this like Ty Montgomery had to play running back and there was no one else. We had to elevate Tony Jones. And then he like you know, on his first hurt. carry he got hurt on his first carry. And so he didn't That's play right. the rest. Of, and it was Montgomery the rest of the way. We had a receiver playing running back the rest of the way. And and that was it. And we played a team, by the way, who had to start a practice squad receiver, at quarterback. Like the odds of something like that happening to the Saints this season are really, really low because of all that data we just got. And regardless of how you feel about this stuff,
1: that should make you feel really good. Well, the thing that it should make you feel great about if you're a Saints fan is Sean Payton clearly has the ear and the trust of the locker room. And he can get players to do what he wants them to do. Because you look at Sean Payton, he's got 90%. Ron Rivera has freaking had cancer, is immunocompromised, and still cannot get his team to get the shot. Like, that matters, man. Um, But it's... well, you know. uh,
0: look, man. We talk about culture, and Michael Thomas aside, who obviously is poisoning the culture to some degree, I think. But uh, clearly, the culture going on for the Washington football team is different,
6: you mm-hmm. know. And,
0: and I think, it, I think it's there's a level of trust in the Saints building, and I'm sure they've gone out of their way to share. Um, data about the science behind it. They've gone out of their way to share information with the players and, and make them feel comfortable. Right. Whereas obviously that hasn't happened with the Washington football team. And like it start. I just want to point out, like, Gail Benson takes care of her players. You know, she yeah. flies Demario Davis on her private jet to, so that he can go to his daughter's cancer treatments in Nashville. Like that's the kind of person she is. That's the kind of thing she does for her players. And then on the other side, you look at Washington football team, you've got Daniel Snyder, the owner, who has like a private video of like nip slips of his cheerleaders that he shared with <laughs> like okay. executives. Got, fin- as
1: they- got fined $10 million. Right. And that funnels,
0: a- that funnels from the top down. And I'm just saying like the lack yep. of trust and the lack of culture in, in the Washington football team's building, like it starts with him. And I, you know, so like you look at something like that and you should feel good being a Saints fan just because.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it, it's a hundred percent, it's a hundred percent aggregate. Matt in the chat says, holy shit, Kel, Kelvin, ben, Kelvin Benjamin is dragging the Giants right now. That was a great tweet. It was fake, but it might be my fake. Uh, Got some people on Twitter today. Ever somebody tweeted that Kelvin Benjamin got cut from the Giants because he was stealing food from the facility, which is so <laughs> ridiculous yet kind of sort should of believable. Jonathan... Should,
4: should, Benjamin, he, should he yeah. switch so, to tight end? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said the Saints should sign Kelvin Benjamin just for the jokes, and then Thomas could play the Fat Albert theme. Uh, every time we talk, well, I was about gonna him.
0: say, if he gets um, really fat, can a team franchise him and argue that he's a tight end and not a receiver based on his weight? It's like they're reverse <laughs> Jimmy Graham.
1: That's uh, yeah. right. Uh, uh, I mean, so here's my question for people in the chat. As far as Sean Payton's honesty about the corner situation, I haven't been as worried as about corner as. Everybody else, today, I'm thinking I'm wrong listening to Sean Payton today. Like, I was like, wow. You know, because usually when, when coaches, when they get into camp, they at least deny the holes once they get into camp, and they're like, we're fine. We're working out. It'll be good. You know? Sorry,
0: my, my wife has gone full Dexter in the background, and she's taping up a body. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I've been trying to mute here, but she's yeah. you know. The disrespect is just off the chart. That that's what really hurts, Ralph. It's the disrespect. It's, yeah. Um. That's that's a dirty work. Hi, for, Aaron For you, yeah. yeah. That, that, speaking of aging ourselves, like that's w- dirty work was what, like a '80s movie? Yeah. '90s? No, yeah, early '90s. Dirty work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Emilio Estevez. Mm. Uh,
0: so let, let, let's get to Sam's question. So he he says uh, he's living in St. Louis. So. I want to hear more about this. Maybe we should get him to – actually, let's get him on. Ask him to chat with us. But he, okay. before before we get him on, you know, I, I should read the question. So he lives in St. Louis, and he's coming down for his first ever Saints game, and it's going to be in New Orleans against the Falcons, which, by the way, is a great choice. Um, and he wants to know what are the things he has to eat, see, drink, and do on a Superdome game day.
1: You got it, you got it.
0: Yeah, Sam's here. So, Sam, I guess start by telling us you live in St. Louis. Uh, Are are you from New Orleans and you moved away, or are you just a Saints fan by proxy, or or how does that all
6: work? So, uh, growing up, you know, being from St. Louis, I was a huge uh, St. Louis Rams fan, uh, which, by the way, St. Louis won that Super Bowl for the Rams, not L.A. (laughs) Um, I'll take that to the grave with me. So, uh, yeah, my family always had season tickets as a kid. So, growing up, football was part of my childhood. And when I realized how corrupt that organization was with Stan Kroenke and all that, like if you don't really know the whole story and stuff like that. But, I mean, you guys are huge football guys. Maybe
1: you know it. Maybe yeah. you don't. Um, I know St. Louis is suing the NFL and they're taking them to the woodshed. They've won and they're going to get to depose a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that – I mean the the move back to L.A., it was just – slimy as all hell because Cronky was just lying f- through his teeth about everything.
6: Yeah, we like so I don't know if you've heard of the XFL, but we actually have an XFL team and at one of the um tailgates for one of our first ever games for as an XFL team, um somebody had a stuffed Stan Cronky, you know, hanging from a noose at the tailgate. And <laughs> it was just the greatest thing ever. The battle so, Hawks so Sam like 30, be honest
1: people the game in the XFL by the
6: way that's
0: right that's right so Sam, be honest, <laughs> Kevin is what sold you on becoming a Saints fan, being a saint uh, b- being that he lives in St. Louis
6: no, um, I first of all, I did not know Kevin I did not know Kevin lived in St. Louis, but um so when I after all that back to you know answering your question. My cousins on my dad's side are are actually from New Orleans, and they are they've always been big Saints fans. And then when Hurricane Katrina, you know, came into you know Louisiana and all that, they actually had to because of Katrina they had to move to Houston. So when the Rams left, I was like, you know what, I hate that team. I don't want to keep <laughs> supporting right. them. And I was like, you know what, all my you know all my family are big Saints fans. So I went with the Saints, and I, um, I've always loved Drew Brees. You know, aside from. The Saints itself. I always thought he was a great guy. And then I've come to realize how good of an organization um, it actually is, especially with Gail Benson and all that. And then I found you guys on Spotify during COVID. And I, you know, um, so I've originally been a Saints fan since 2015, but I picked up on your guys's podcast uh last year and you know I've just been trying to follow along and learn more and more as I go about the team and wow. organization and
0: whatnot. Well thank you so much for finding us and following us. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Uh Ralph, you know, I can totally relate to his comment about like fuck the Rams, I'm out, you know, it's just like after they left because the Saints were really close to doing that and going to San Antonio in, in that time period that you were talking about, Sam, and like that would have been so painful to me that this podcast like it'd be funny to like to test it ralph like parallel universe like i don't we'd probably still be doing a podcast i don't know which nfl team it would be it wouldn't be the saints if they had moved to san antonio
1: well i don't know if they So, would we be like a texans podcast you think i don't know what i don't know if i'd even know you if the saints had moved if if the saints had moved to san antonio (laughs) i'd have been out in 2006 or whatever like i like like I tell people, I
0: probably time. would be a bigger LSU football fan. I would, I'd be all I'd, in on that, I guess.
1: I'd probably be LSU. I'd probably be Astros and the Texans would Pelican and the Texans would be like kind of like I'd I'd watch them, but I wouldn't really give a shit. This, this, I'll tell you this, this. would
0: be this would be the Joe Burrow podcast. We'd probably here's be the, Bengals fans.
1: Here's the thing. If the Saints aren't in New – I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. My allegiance will not transfer if the Saints go anywhere else. And I'll tell you this. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned uh, – Sam, it's funny that you mentioned this. I had this today. Somebody tweeted something about the Knicks about to do something stupid. And I just said, Knicks are going to nick, Ha, ha, ha. And uh, the Knicks fans just like – I didn't I didn't know a hashtag or anything. Knicks fans are jumping in my mentions yelling at me like, haven't you seen the Knicks the last year? I'm like, dude – I used to be a hardcore Knicks fan. They traded for Sprewell and I was like, I don't like Sprewell. The Knicks, I'm breaking up with them. I broke up with the Knicks in 1998. Like I walked away from them and just because New- of Sprewell? Yeah. I was just like, I don't like Sprewell, he choked the coach, I'm out. And hmm. like but the thing is like my my NBA allegiance wasn't that hardcore, right? But right. like I walked away from it and I just went like in the wilderness. Like I didn't have I had went from team to team for the NBA until New Orleans got a team
0: yeah because let, let's justify it. It, it let's 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 be honest here if the Saints if the Saints hired Sprewell as a coach tomorrow you would right. find a way to make it yeah. make sense
1: oh I would like yeah. it's just a different it's just a little different level of love and commitment then
0: right uh, but, back but to what he but needs, let, let, yeah let's talk about what Sam wants here so yeah I mean gotta get back in the on, morning on, yeah, Game so day. beignets – and, and my, my advice is usually avoid uh, actually uh, Café du Man because the lines are too long. It's and, a zoo.
6: I've been there once zoo. before. It's a zoo.
0: Yeah, so actually go to Café Beignet on Peter's. Uh, the beignets are bigger, tastier, and you get the same experience, and there's more options there. You don't have to get beignets. You can get other stuff. So I would do that. You know – Champion Square. If you if you have friends and you can just drink beers there, like they usually have a band out there, uh, and that that's a fun experience outside if the weather's good. So uh, you can't go yeah. wrong with that. Um, Restaurant wise in the area, Pesh is one of my favorites. So P E C H E. If you write that down, um, you can't lose with that. That's a, always a great meal. Um, Ralph, you have any other uh, tidbits on
1: game day? I, I mean, I'm a huge. The thing is. I, I'm weird because I'm a huge Bud's Broiler guy. So that's not really – it's a New Orleans thing, but I love it on game day. That's not a – that's not a – Didn't they move locations? They did. They moved closer to my mom's house in Lakeview. It's amazing. They have a Bud's Broiler and a Cafe Dumont right next to each other at the foot of Canal Boulevard now. It's amazing. Like right where uh, the Bulldog and another bar that I'm blanking on –
0: the game day experience in New Orleans, and this is, like, part of the reason why. It, it, you've, you've never been, so, like, you're in for a treat. Yeah. Uh, there, there's really, like, maybe two NFL stadiums, and I don't throw this out lightly, that, that compare. Just in terms of – and it starts with when you're in your seat and the intensity of the crowd. Like, that that's really most of it. Uh, but then beyond that, it's just – and Romeo is a big supporter of the show, and he he dresses like a pope, you know. And they, they they've got that whole thing. You got the, yeah, just just like I I think the Raiders are good at this, but but there's so many Saints fans that dress up, look ridiculous, and and it's part of like it, it's almost like a carnival feel, like it's it's an experience going. Especially the if
1: they're good, if, especially if they're good, and the game is big. There's just yeah. this. There's just this, and because the Saints. The Superdome is downtown. There's an energy throughout downtown because the Saints, people tailgate in the parking lots. They, they have Champion Square. But there's an energy all around it. And, like, if you go and you're like, hey, you know, maybe the Saints, that they'll move that game and it'll be a big game and they'll move it to three and it'll be a three o'clock game. And you're like, hey, I'm going to go down. The energy in the quarter, like, you feel it. You'll see people walking around with jerseys. It's just – It's different from other places because like take, for example, like Miami, Miami, their stadium, like there's nothing around it. You literally there's an exit for the stadium in Miami and it dumps you off in the goddamn parking lot. So there's no like pregame energy if you go there for like a big game. So the just that's what I would tell you, especially if you go and it's a three o'clock game. Get up early, go in the quarter. They'll have people down there wearing their jerseys. It's just, it, it's just a game they experience like, uh, like no other. Denver actually has their stadium downtown. They have a really, really cool pregame sort of situation and vibe because of where their stadium's located or another stadium. But that's uh that's a recommended. And uh, Sam, drop us a line uh, when you're around there, maybe. Maybe I'll be in town for that game. Maybe Andrew. Maybe we
6: well, can. What's uh, the
0: date? What's the date of that game again, Sam?
6: It's November seventh against the Atlanta Falcons, which is a twelve nice. p.m. start. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sam. I gotta say, like there, there's a thing about Saints fans and just being in the dome too. And uh, I mean, obviously, you would wear Saints gear, so you wouldn't look like a foreigner. But I, I would recommend, <laughs> I, I would recommend you That's wear. That's an a ironic sign. turn
5: that you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I would recommend you wear a sign that says my first saints game, because like yep. the Southern hospitality in new Orleans, like every tailgate will be like, dude, come try this food and you will taste the best food you've ever had in your life. Like it, and it'll just literally be out of a pot or out of a tailgate, you know, and it'll taste amazing. And it, and people will want to give you that just because it's your first game day and they'll want you to have an amazing experience. So, uh, I'll throw that out there. But, like, I've been to other NFL stadiums and I've worn Saints gear. And my experience has always been the further north you go, it was certainly true of D.C. and Philadelphia. And, like, the further north you go, the bigger the assholes. Uh, oh, my God. Just so... the worst, the worst your experience is. And I would just say that, like, in New Orleans, like, one thing I've always loved about our city, I still call it, even though I live in Virginia, I call it our city because, like, I, consider myself from there but we treat opponents with respect and like you wear a different jersey like we might rib you we might give you a hard time but we're not going to be jerks and at the end of the day going to a saints game is a celebration and it's that way for everyone there including opponents jerseys
1: yeah so sam like i said near the game get in touch uh get in touch with us on twitter i feel like he, he was about to tell us a story there go ahead
6: yeah, so like I said, I when I first initially started following you guys on um, on Spotify, like listening to your podcast, I was living in Philadelphia uh, as a flight attendant and you know, that's when COVID hit and all that crap happened, but you know, like I, like you see in my profile picture, I'm I'm a big sports guy. I love getting dressed up. I love going getting crazy. That's what I love, love about it but I had tickets to, you know, my favorite hockey team, you know, coming into Philadelphia and I was, you know, days before the game, they canceled the game because of COVID. And then the saints were going to come up to Philadelphia last season. And that was going to be the day before my birthday. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yes. Saint, saints tick saints in Philadelphia. Let's go. And oh, no. you know, of course COVID canceled that too. And then by that point I moved back to St. Louis. So I'm like, I was like, I got to get to a saints game. Yeah. I was like, I was like, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right and go to New Orleans.
0: Yeah. You, gonna... you, you already have the tickets, right?
6: I don't have the tickets yet. Uh, my dad okay. said he – I told my dad about it. I said, hey, I'm going down to New Orleans. I'm going to go to the Saints game. And I'm, I'll i I'll travel anywhere around the world by myself and be completely fine with it. Like no worries, no nothing. I'll do it yeah. fine. And my dad said he, he's going to come down with me. And that's actually his birthday weekend too. Nice. So, hey,
0: who, who's going, Sam? Just you and your dad?
6: Yeah, and i okay. i told my i told my dad tonight. I Said, "Do you want me to buy the tickets now?" He said, "Let me look into it and uh, kind of just map it out before we, you know, put our uh, money." Are
0: you are you, Sam? Are you on Twitter?
6: Yes, I am on Twitter.
0: Find me on find me on Twitter. Um, I have season tickets. You can have mine too for that game. I got you covered.
6: What about wow. you? You don't want to go to Saints Falcons game? I
0: mean. I don't think I'm going to be able to, yeah. So I guess, I guess I would reserve if like, there's some reason why I have to be down there, but if I, I I don't think I'm going to be able to make it for that one. So you can have my tickets. That's
1: amazing. Wow. That's amazing. This is the best hour you've ever, you've spent all week, Sam. Yeah. (laughs) And and look,
3: I, I
0: always tell season ticket holders this. the way I see it is like, I've been to a million Saints games. It's such a thrilling experience. And like, if, if I can pass that on to someone their first time doing it, I want to do that just because we need all the
1: friends we can get, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, I'm really looking, I'm really looking forward to getting back in the dome this year. I I hope that freaking Delta variant or whatever the hell, um, doesn't ruin our party. Doesn't ruin the party or whatever. Cause I I just like to me, especially, you know, um, Uh, you know the Saints they're not going to be good forever, and I want to enjoy this, I want to enjoy it with my mom and that sort of thing you know it's it's not gonna it's it, they so um so I want to I want to enjoy you know and and, and you can't enjoy it if you can't go
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ralph.
1: Uh, so Andrew, that about rap. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Ralph, you, you sound, you sound like you're distracted. Well, your, I just uh, got, I just <laughs>
1: got, uh, no, it's not my son. It's actually my wife. She's in, she, I said she's in Vegas. She, my she life. Forgot that, my wife. My wife. She's that I have, that she's forgotten that I have Spotify and she's just called. She's like calling me, calling me, calling me. And I'm like, <laughs> I had to like text her. I'm like, I'm doing the Spotify show. I can't talk to you right now. I got five more minutes to let's go. Let's
0: get, let's get, let's get Steve Juge in here.
1: Yeah. But thank Sam. Thanks,
6: and hook up
1: with Andrew so you can get those tickets.
6: Yeah, Andrew, uh, I'll I'll reach out to you on uh, Twitter. Um, I don't use my name on Twitter, but I, it's you know it's a it's a fan account, so I'll definitely reach out to you. And I can't just, thank you just enough. Just hit I me, will...
0: just hit me up and uh, let me know you're you're Sam, and then I'll follow you, and then we can DM.
6: Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you so much. I will find a way to uh, make it up to you.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> Who dat? Thank thanks. Who dat? Thanks Sam. All right, we got we gotta get out of here, but we got Andrew's dad. Mr. Juge, uh, what do you have to say for tonight? What what's your what was your thoughts on the press conference? And you, you recommended he go to some mothers and get a po boy.
5: Yeah well, yeah, that or a morfolata. he's Italian. Um, yeah, you know that, that you know he'll, he needs he needs Dave to get him the play, best place for Italian. No, no, yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, yeah, he back. needs
1: Dave. Dave would have had a list of list well, restaurants yeah. he'd
5: still be yeah. going Vincent's,
0: over. It. Vincent's a good Italian place, yeah. in my opinion. I'm just gonna say, it. yeah. yeah I'm I mean, sure Dave would be offended by that comment, but I like Vincent's.
5: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah listen, yeah, Andrew, I'm I'm thrilled you gave that you offered that guy Sam the tickets. That that that's a great that's a great thing to do. You know, no, I I read Sean Payton completely different. My take was when they asked him, you know, look, was there, was there a communication issue or something like that? And he said, hey, you know what, nope, I'm not going to go there. My take was he was frustrated with the situation and not the player. Uh, you know, we'll move on to other receivers and stuff. My take is uh, Michael Thomas is going to become a model citizen. You know, he had that mm-hmm. first great year where he was the you know, best receiver in football, you know, after the contract. I think he's a terrific competitor, and that's going to come out. I think, look, you know, he gets hurt in the first game. Then he tries to come back too soon, and he's got this completely screwed up you know, season. My take is that everything that's happened since last season is a one-off, and he's going to turn it around. He's going to miss five games. He's going to come back after the, the break, and he's going to be the best receiver in football, and that gives you you know, 11 games. Yeah. So, I'm, so when I heard the podcast last Sunday night, I was thinking Michael Thomas was out of the building. But I thought yep. – <laughs> tonight I, I thought Sean Payton had an opportunity, to, you know, to throw him under the bus and say, communication, of, of course Maybe. there was a communication. A and point. I, to his I like so –
0: Ralph, like Ralph, let me tell you something, Ralph. The – so the optimist oh, – is my dad, clearly the eternal optimist here. That's good. We need that, it. That, that's, that skips – July. Like two, that skips like two generations because like me – I, I'll stay optimistic up to a point, but like there reaches a point where I, you know I, I'm a realist and I see things for what they are, and I'm like, yeah, th- this this isn't good, this sucks. <laughs> and then my son, he's like the eternal pessimist. Like a minute, the minute the Saints go on and they give up a touchdown, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose. Like <laughs> okay, your first quarter, like first, <laughs> first quarter, the Saints are down seven nothing. We're gonna lose. It's over. Sounds like, like it. Just, sounds like yeah. My, we're not making a playoff.
1: playoffs. Sounds like terrible. my wife. Sounds like my wife with the Astros. You, yeah. the, the Astros, blew a seven nothing lead on two, uh, um on Monday. You would have thought the season was over. Like I'm like, <laughs> they're they're six games ahead. They are the best record in the American League. Like and and I told her I went I went to bed. I was like, Selly. I was like, "This is the best thing possible for the Astros," and she said, "Shut the fuck up." And I said, "No, they're <laughs> going to fix their bullpen now because they know their bullpen's a dumpster fire." And the next day, they traded for the best reliever in the American League. So I felt vindicated. She won't nice. give me credit, but well, but, uh...
0: I, I, I look forward to meeting my grandkids one day, Dad. Since since it skips three generations, clearly the the <laughs> Girl, eternal optimist. I we'll, I'll, you know I'll get you. a healthy You'll dose be... of that.
5: Guilty, it's June. Guilty, you got to be optimistic. As it's it's. Guilty as I, I Yeah, last, I appreciate it. Last, last, com- last comment, Ralph. I'm gonna look if if the guys at Patreon don't know how to give away my offer. Oh my Jesus god! Jason, they don't. They don't. No- no, 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 hey Ralph, no problem. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick out somebody. I, if you don't mind, why don't I just think of somebody who I think is a great Saints fan who would really love the show, and I'll just connect with them. I'll I'll hook them up, and I'll pay for it. That's and that'll fine. be one I, more because I got to get I got to see the pie in your face. I, gotta see I got to.
1: I got. no it's frustrating. I I wanted like Patri- Patreon. <laughs> we're trying literally. I'm trying to hand them a pile of money, and they don't fucking want it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> what you have all these webinars and seminars and videos on how to grow your patrons. And I'm like, I got you three right here. And you don't want my money like because right. they get their cut. I'm like,
5: Jesus, you know, wh- wh- right. but well, uh, Andrew, I'm going to give it to one of our old friends from Paris, maybe, you know, Frank Powers. If, but, he, uh, if he can stay up that late. He's, you know, oh, he's my age, so I don't know. By the
1: way, we have we have an amazing – we have a big announcement that's going to change the podcast this week. But we also have something fun that we're working on. But Dave told me under no circumstances can I promote it until it's done. Uh, but it's mm. amazing. It's amazing. But you're, you're going to need this. You're going to need – you're going to need it. It's amazing. So,
4: um,
0: Laurie, L- L- I just want to say you're, you dodge a bullet bullets tonight. We're not going to call you out and make you come on and talk to us, but I got my eye on you. We got that, your guy. That, man, that, you that, keep that keep Cute
1: it. dog right there. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, thanks everybody for joining us. And I'll say it again. We're going to make this, we're going to make this one free, um, for, for, uh, everybody. But you need to sign up. Like, we we are the best Saints podcast there is. We're the best community. We give you free stuff. We have fun. We have Discord. And we do a daily show during training camp. Nobody else does it. I sit and cut that audio, and we go right after practice every day. And this year, Andrew, it's going to be last year when we did it, All we had to go on was the media members that were at practice, and they wouldn't even tweet. They would just sort of tell you what happened after in like a tweet stream or whatever. This year, we're going to have fans. We're going to have videos to go over. We're going to have so much more to talk about. It's going to be amazing. And all you have to do is pay $7 a month. You can get the podcast every day. And if you sign up annually, you get – uh a month
0: you got for free. you got to go the 10 dollars a month because then yeah. you get the player grades
1: right? you get the play you get the t- player grades you get the booze bundle from my life you get everything it's amazing it's the best 10 dollars and if
0: if they pay for the year don't they get like a month or two they free? get a
1: month for free and i'm going to do yeah. something spe- i'm going to do something special as soon as dave oh. gives me permission to announce what we got cooking i'm going to do something extra special special so where in august it's going to be like if you don't sign up and become a patron, you'll be losing money. Should we, get,
0: how, should we get Jason and, and Joshua on here before we leave? Should we see what they have to say for themselves?
1: I, I want uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason, uh, get in here, Jason. Uh, I, I like Jason Champagne. He's he's always in Discord. I can I can always count him on if I just want to talk random Saint stuff. Uh, he, so, Jason, give me your quick thoughts on the press conference today. Well, I didn't get to I didn't get to uh see very much of it. I'm just kind of catching up on things, but uh you know, Sean's got every right to be pissed about the whole situation. Um you know, it's not a good look on Mike Thomas and and you know, I don't think it's anything that they maybe can't patch up. But uh <laughs> there's going to be a a long road because it looks like Michael is certainly out of the circle of trust at the moment. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he, he, he
1: was out of it. has who has anybody gone deep 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 in the Sean Payton doghouse and got out of it not I'm Mike Bell
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah with those <laughs> effing cleats uh, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: correct. <laughs> yeah, you know I, I, Garrett Hartley Garrett Hartley Garrett yeah, Hartley yeah, was yeah, out exactly, of the circle yeah. of
0: trust and then back in
1: that's <laughs> true <laughs> yeah, there's very rare examples though. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Thank what you, about Joshua? You. Joshua,
0: you got something to say for yourself?
1: Alright. Let me uh let me add. Joshua, you got something to say for yourself before we get out of here? alright mm-hmm. he says nope, I guess. Nope. He doesn't. Alright. <laughs> nope. no, I I oh, there, All he right. there he is. There's <laughs> Joshua. He's Joshua's yeah. like F you guys.
3: no dude that is that is awesome man just paying it for with the saints ticket my aunt did that to me one year she like surprised me with saints tickets to go see uh the dallas cowboys and uh saints game that's how you
1: that's how you rope kids if you if you want your kids to love sports like you do and, I, look, I know sports, it, it, the Saints are expensive and baseball. But, like, that's how we do it with the Astros. We go to these games. We, the, the Astros have this weird pricing structure where you can go to, like, midweek games and get cheaper tickets. And Max is hooked. He is all in on the Astros because we go and he loves it. Yeah, does he does he not love all the baseball stuff? Not necessarily. But he loves the freaking experience of it. And that's how you get them young you yep. get you, you get them in the building and they're like oh my god you know and that that's how that's how if you want to rope your kids in that's how you do
3: it exactly <laughs> how you do it and yeah we had we had tickets to the she got me surprisingly with tickets to the saints and cowboys game and that was the game that i think michael uh malcolm jenkins punched no, the ball oh from boy god. williams and he god. it was just insane so yeah that's awesome that's uh yeah dude that's that's amazing um but I just want to say about Sean Payton, and I think, like you said, Michael Thomas is in the doghouse. Uh, he's got to really deep, work deep, his deep, way deep, out, deep, deep in the doghouse. He's got to just shut up, put his head down, and just work to get back. Which you know he doesn't have a problem doing. I honestly think he needs a challenge at this point um, to kind of set him straight. Uh, do you but- think? Do you do you think Josh? Do you think he has it in him to like live a life
0: for? And we're we're talking about like months. Does does he have it in him to live a life on the straight and narrow for months where he makes amends with his coaches, with his teammates, and builds trust back? Because part of of it's not just him trusting his teammates. It's them trusting him, right? And so my question is, do you think he has it in him to live on the straight and narrow long enough to where? Because it matters less when he's on the field performing. Like once he's kicking ass, everyone's going to love him. Yeah. Right, but it, but it's everything in between. Can he get to the point where I don't know? That's my question to you. Do you think he has it? I,
3: I think he has it in him, but I think it's gonna have to be brought out in the right way. I think Sean Payton is gonna have to basically he sees in the situation. Okay, how mature that immature that was of him. So if I'm Sean Payton, it's like okay, well you're, you're checking in with me every week or every other week or something, and we're gonna talk about it. How you doing? How you feeling? That type of thing. And make it a point to like, all right, let's keep this up. Let's keep this going. Let's stay on the straight and narrow. Update me next week, you know, yada, yada, send another person in and kind of befriend him. Cause I, from what I understand, like I think you're saying, he's a hard time trusting people. So yeah, I just, I, I think he has it in him, but it just needs to be drawn out of him. that's an interesting
0: comment it's almost like it's on sean payton as much as it is on michael thomas yes very
3: much so just because of uh, just how mature it was and yeah
0: and you know like look of all the i i believe in my heart that sean payton is a tremendous leader of men and he's highly relatable as a coach even to young players and of different ethnicities different backgrounds different like he he has a (laughs) chameleon-like <laughs> approach to adapt to the personality that he's working with and get the best yep. out of him. He's really good at that. And so if, there, if 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 Sean Payton can't figure Michael Thomas out, I don't think anyone will
3: be able to. That's exactly my, my last point was he's going to have that stink because if you look at just about any player that has kind of gotten out of the Sean Payton or they kicked him out, that's it. It's done though. Like their career, even if they're like a decent player, their career is pretty much done in. You know, look at Jimmy Graham, went to Green Bay, not really. Mm. I went to Seattle, nothing really happened there. Darren Sproles, kind of, uh, He
1: was all right that's, in Philadelphia. Yeah,
3: he was yeah, He's okay. Akeem, Akeem Hicks is the is yeah. the uh, one Akeem guy. Hicks, yeah. Bill Belichick couldn't get anything out of him either. Bill, True, yes. Hicks was so that's, weird. Hicks yeah, was very weird. weird. And I was going to say, yeah, very accomplished with the Patriots. If they can't do nothing with you, you you you're pretty much, you know, a death sentence in the NFL. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But Joshua, thanks a bunch. And and like I said, guys, thanks for joining us on Spotify. And if you're listening to the show and later and, you, you know, and you're not on Spotify, like the green room is fun. And the thing is, like, we're committed this. Uh, Spotify was great enough to sponsor us. We're going to be doing this probably through the whole uh, 2021 season. So it's just a fun time. Download the app and it's yeah, you, you get
0: you get free tickets for me. I just hang yeah, out like with you, you can, away. if you come on the Spotify with us and hang out. you with Never them, know I'll what get, kind of I just give away my, my tickets apparently.
4: Yeah,
1: so. and the thing is though, <laughs> on the Spotify app, follow Saints Happy Hour because now that now that the Spotify bought the locker room, it's not just sports. So Spotify Green Room mm-hmm. it. It can be anything it can be sports it could be techno music it could be people trying to learn english um you name it it could be so if you if you join i'm a
0: little i'm a little disappointed our friend uh i think it was muhammad has hasn't visited us again yeah, visited so, back. to tell you hello yeah
1: yeah so follow us on spotify and that way you'll get alerted whenever we go live and you just boom and i send out a um our, i send out a reminder when we go live to everybody that follows us they get the alert on their phone so do it so so download the green room app, then become a patron because we're the best goddamn saints podcast community on the internet but thanks to everybody for joining us and we will see you again tomorrow